0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite best supporting actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov and Shalele Pumpano, Shalele Pumpano, Shalele Pumpano, Shalele shalele (laughs) Pumpano.
1: And I'm Colin Drucker and I aspire to the joy that Dan Levy expressed when Annie Murphy won her
0: Emmy. (laughs) Yay! Good, good, good. Oh. I mean, a little bit of both today. A little bit of both intros there. A little bit of both. Shalele Pumpano to you. Yeah, (laughs) Shalele
1: Pumpano to Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Which indeed we are here to talk about both the uh, recent Emmy wins and what should be a future Emmy winner, Pen Fifteen season
0: yeah so. i'm i'm so excited to talk about both i i feel well, i'm not i'm gonna i'm gonna just like hold my thoughts on pen 15 because i know we're gonna talk about the emmys first but um i guess the question is how did you what was your um like situation watching the emmys what What did you eat how was the night what did it look like <laughs> well you know all
1: great questions and i i it, it, it was so apropos for 2020 The way my Emmys went Because I got I think I ordered like Pizza or something I don't know Sure so I've, I've been kind of in a Like A little bit of a Eat whatever you want phase Right now Ooh girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Me too yeah. I can't
0: dig myself
1: out Yeah Help me Send help Yeah <laughs> It's just like, I'm like, and what do you want today, boss? You know? And I know. <laughs> I mean, I've had Taco Bell. Like, I'm, I'm like going. Wow. Yeah. I'm going for the gold. I love that, though. Oh, it was yeah. so good. It's so good. It, like, it's so fucking good. Uh, BSA of the week. I know. I know. Taco bell. Um, so, when, yeah. I'm, one of my runners up is food this week. Oh, so, fabulous. Yeah, oh, good. Oh, good. Um, so it was, it was some kind of, you know, uh, fast food situation, I'm sure. And then I was going to watch it because I don't have, like, cable or anything. So I was going to watch it like the ABC.com, like, live stream. And, like, every 30 to 45 seconds, it would just, like, cut out and be like, oh, an error has occurred. And it was at, like, these no. sort of weirdly comedic moments, like, the presenter saying, and the Emmy goes to, and it would cut out. Like, right before Eugene <gasps> Levy won, it cut oh. out. And I was like, "What? Like, what no. kind of? What is this? The Big Bang Theory? This is the stupidest joke! It's cutting out right before the winner gets announced." So that yeah. that happened enough times where, and I started it late, so I didn't get to see Catherine O'Hara win. And I was, so like I found out that she won from his speech, and I was like, "I can't process everything that I need to process." And so I stuck with oh, it. Yes. it was. Yeah, you know, like it was just I'm not having the awards experience I want. I stuck with it uh, to watch shit's shit's <laughs> to watch shit's creek win everything. Shit's <laughs> That shit's weak. Yeah, that shit that shit's quick is weak. <laughs> and I, um, <laughs> actually, it's very strong. Yeah, um, and- <laughs> I don't know why it looks funny. It's quick. Yeah. And so I like pushed through <laughs> until Annie Murphy won because that was really what I was here for. And then I was actually I think I was texting with you and Amanda, and I was like. Yeah, I'm tapping out here, folks. I'll get the highlights tomorrow. So it was like kind of yeah. like, mm. kind of a like a huh huh kind of experience. But you know, much like 2020, you extract the 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 truffles from the mud and uh, whatever the expression may be. Uh, and uh, I was still happy to see shit's squeak uh sweep <laughs> the comedy uh <laughs> section so I,
0: I got what i needed chit-squeak. um so kian and i uh what did we do what did we eat um uh, why am i blanking on snacks snacks are important it's the most important It'll part come to me yeah yeah i feel like we were snacking on something wow i can't even remember and I did drink some wine, and then it started to make me sneeze. Certain wines make me sneeze. I feel like I'm allergic to something in them. Mm. Um, and my allergies have been a little bit annoying this week. It's always like the end of September, beginning of October, when my allergies are the worst. Very fascinating stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so <laughs> yeah, Save the week, Benadryl, yeah. I know, right? Flonase, yeah. am I right? Um, <laughs> so we were going to watch... Um, Keon's brother gave us his credentials for YouTube TV, and it's been really a source of, like... A lot of joy because that's how we watch uh, the Barefoot Contessa and oh. a couple other things. A lot of HGTV. But if they're also watching something at the same time, uh, sometimes it gets a little bit, there's like a conflict of interest. So ba- we signed up for a free week of YouTube YouTube TV because of this. <laughs> and I thought YouTube TV was going to be like, I was and I was thinking like maybe we should just like bite the bullet and add like another streaming service because it's like basically cable in a way. Um, mm. It's really great and you can watch live things like the award shows and other stuff like that too. But it's like, I feel like Keon said it was like 60 or 70 bucks a month or something like that. Oh, and I was like, God. that's surprising. Mm. Um, I could be wrong. It could be less. It could be more. I'd, I, but it was, it wasn't like eight ninety nine. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like oh, I thought it would be. Right. So we watched it. Um, it was lovely. We watched it in time. Um, I was texting with Amanda and um, she <laughs> scared me so bad because I uh, Catherine O'Hara one Eugene Levy one. Um, and then all of a sudden she just texted cause I like, wasn't looking at my phone and we had to like pause for something. And, um, then we came back and she put in all caps, Am oh my God, Annie Murphy. And I was like, oh my God, if she just like spoiled that Annie Murphy won, I'm mm, like, I will yeah. never speak to her again. Yeah. Uh, but she didn't. She just randomly wanted to type that like, oh my God, Annie Murphy, like I hope she wins. That was like the subtext. But like, why would why would you type that, Amanda? Right, right. Uh, She scared me. <laughs> um. But anyway, the whole, I, I would say in general, I don't know what I was really expecting from like the virtual Emmys. I was really quite pleased and surprised and happy for them that like everything went fairly smoothly and like they did their best to give us the most i guess like authentic award show that they could have possibly given they had Mm -hmm. some live presenters um there were no major malfunctions um and it worked and i I thought what did you think I i know i guess you didn't watch the whole thing but like from what you did watch what were your feelings on like the setup and how it was running
1: um, I mean, I think it was, uh, you know, it's the the kind
0: of the spirit of the award
1: show, of course, is lost without it being in an auditorium full of people. And, like, you know, even, like, the jokes that work, the jokes that don't, you almost, like, don't know because, like, you don't have any laughing at all, you know? Sure. Um, and so I, I feel like they did the best they could. And I think where the Emmy succeeded the most was, indeed... Uh, the Shit's quick Party Tent because I feel yes. like that was like perfect because they were all together and there was that sense of like, you know, communion and that sense of celebration. And, yeah. and obviously they had a lot to celebrate, so it worked out well. And so that kind of gave me like the upside of them winning award after award in a row was like, oh, I got a little bit of that experience, you know, but, yeah. you know, otherwise it was like, it was just. It was to be honest with you. Like I appreciated like the inclusion of like essential workers and things like that, but there was also a part of me that was like, "Ugh, I never want to watch this again. I never want to go through this again." Like, like you know what I mean? Like,
0: I think so. I don't know. I I actually I I I wouldn't like directly disagree, but I wasn't as bothered by it. So as far as just like. Getting those people to like, <laughs> it was kind of weird for like a nurse to be like, I've been working my ass off every day. Now here are the nominees for, yeah, yeah I, I get yeah. that sort of, yeah, what's, what's, I don't want to say what's the point. It's, it's a, it's a a great gesture and I'm glad they did it too, but it was, yeah, it's basically like a news um Broadcast, you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like there's one station, and then they like like now over to blankety blank, who's gonna you know tell us this? It's sort of like this passing the torch. It's it's a lot of just like who's who's next? What's what's happening? All this stuff too, yeah. Yeah, and I
1: guess it's like I I I think
0: like the not wanting to ever see it
1: again was like I I don't want. Like the fact that this was our normal for 2020. Oh, you know what I mean. And like, granted, like these are like low on the totem pole problems in 2020. Yeah, the Emmys were weird. I know, but (laughs) yeah, like it's it's definitely like I get it, I get it. It's bumper bowling. It's not a big deal, but it's just like, ugh, like. I can't wait until we can have some sense of normalcy. Like, I can't believe how much I miss, like, an overly long, bad live award show, you
0: know? Sure, yeah, I get it. I get that, for sure. I will say, too, and you probably missed this at the beginning, it really threw me for a loop, even though I knew it was fake. Jimmy Kimmel walked out on stage, and I don't know if they used footage of him walking out, like, from a previous Emmys, because I know he's hosted before – and they actually had the audience out there. They had, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was last year's Emmys. And they were reacting to all his jokes. So it almost seemed like the Emmys were really happening. And I, I really had to think. I was like, this isn't happening, is it? Wait, right. I was like, because everyone looked really, it looked really recent. And everyone was reacting almost too well to his jokes. And even the ones that were, like, a little bit blue, they were like, oh. Right. They would show, like, Catherine O'Hara, like, oh, uh. <laughs> in the audience. And I was <laughs> right. like, wait uh but that was kind of fun um there was this great like bit with um jennifer aniston i don't know if you saw I it i did see um, that yes I saw <laughs> the that fire bit. yeah that was one of my favorite parts because it like went almost really wrong the yeah i was like put out the fire put out the fire
1: yeah it felt like all of a sudden it, it, that had a bit of that flair of like the
0: live show of like oh oh things are not going according to plan Um yes yeah, speaking yeah. of like Something being emblematic of like 2020, like just when you thought the fire was out, right? Oh my Jennifer god, Aniston had to put it out again. Yeah, and the celebrities are here to sing Imagine to us on Instagram. Yeah, oh yes, yes. Uh. Um, but yeah, I, as far as I was, um, I was surprised, and I hope they don't do this again too, because I, I mean, being the best supporting podcast, the first award of the night typically always is a Best Supporting Actress award. So I was ready for Annie Murphy to get her Emmy, like, the first, when the first award came out. So the fact that they started with Leading Actress, I was like, whoa, this is really happening. I can't believe that they're doing it in this order. Mm. I don't know why they chose that. And they also did all the comedy awards, one after, like, they didn't do any drama. They didn't even Mm -hmm. try to, like, intersperse anything. So it seems, and I know, obviously, there's different backlash on Twitter about, like, Shit's Creek winning too much as far as just like you know uh people of color winning any awards like it just seemed like a whitewash of Shit's Creek and everything like that too and i i hear that for sure because it even though i was overjoyed mm-hmm. and like really elated about everything that would like happened to Shit's Creek too it, it felt it felt like too much at once it was like eating too much chocolate cake and i was but i still really loved it at the end of the day like mm-hmm. they had six seasons to catch up on as far as like awards to give them and they just randomly decided to give it to it all to them all on one night so what are your thoughts on like oh my gosh they won another oh my gosh they won another was it like what were you thinking besides being really excited cuz i know we both were yeah i mean i
1: was excited about it and i think that like you know even like Dan Levy had said in his one of one of his acceptance speeches like I know the internet is starting to hate me now and it's that feel it is that that double-edged sword of like you know you'll have all these people who are like oh shit's creek is such a great show and so underappreciated and I hope it wins all these awards at the Emmys and then it wins all these awards at the at the Emmys and it's like oh, god enough with the shit's creek already and yeah it's like uh, no one's ever happy yeah yeah and so I feel like with that situation, you got to just choose a side, and you got to just. So I just decided, even though it was like, yeah, it was like one after the other. I was like, no, this is great. This is so cool. And in in the yeah. grand scheme of things, in the history of things, like they are the what's the only show to sweep every major award in the comedy category. I mean, like,
0: I I think I'd read somewhere. Yeah, like, has that ever happened with any other show? Like no. even in drama. Like I know Breaking Bad has won like. Uh, it was like lead actor, supporting actor, supporting actress. Like, what other show has ever done that in yeah. any category? Plus direction, plus ba- mo- you know, outstanding comedy, like plus writing, plus writing. Yeah. I mean,
1: like they just, I just thought it was so cool, and I and I thought like, oh, thank God they got that party tent like that. I just was so. Yes you know it, it, and, and talk about emblematic of 2020 there's canada just having a great time way less dire than the rest of us yes like, fuck i wish i was in canada right now you know like i'm not saying there's no i know covid in canada but it just felt so ironic that like the canadians were winning you know <laughs> like, exactly th- that, that exactly. was where we all
0: wanted to be you know I know that ten. I for some reason in my mind, I just knew they'd be together. I knew they'd find a way to all find each other mm-hmm. and just like sort. And I feel like that was I. Because I, I feel like there was a little fires everywhere party. There was like a Reese Witherspoon sort mm-hmm. of Carrie um, Washington party. They're all just like on the back patio, looking fabulous, um, right? And everyone was together for Watchmen as well, too, um, and maybe a few others. And I, I, I mean, I, I, it's I, I feel that some people were probably just you know, mindful of, like, backlash of, like, oh, my gosh, why are these all, why are these celebrities just all together? They don't care, and they do what they want, and, like, but, I mean, in many ways, uh, gosh, even just walking on the streets of Pittsburgh, like, the the pandemic just seems like it's over, Colin. It's over, so it's fine. So, it's just, like, I'm sure that it wasn't as big of a deal to some people as it was to others, but um, I'm so glad that Schitt's Creek was together. So, um. I, I mean, honestly, as far as the acting awards, like the two that I really needed to happen were Catherine and Annie. I, I just mm-hmm. needed both of them to win. Of course, the women. And I think Eugene and Dan just kind of, I didn't think that Dan was going to get it simply for the fact that he, you know, he created the show. It was slated to win best comedy and of short, there was probably like a writing award in there and like a directing award mm. to be had. So I thought that they were going to give him that too. So he won a lot that night too. I Were you surprised by any of the acting categories or was yeah. it like, yep, this is right?
1: You know, it, it was like, I mean, I, I certainly felt the same way that, you know, actress and supporting actress were, you know, most important to me. And the fact that, mm-hmm. that you know, supporting actress was last, I mean, like that was the one I was most nervous about and was just like, yes. I can't believe yep. you are just like oh, come on, you guys, like, you can't all win and then she doesn't. Like, that just, I, I just, I would have, it would have died. I would have died. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I guess really the big surprise, you know, people are using the word upset, but the big surprise of the night was Zendaya winning. uh, It was an actress in a drama. Yes. uh, Which, I mean, I hadn't, I haven't seen it. And I think when we talked about it, um, I think our predictions were more of like, you know potentially one of the killing eve women or olivia coleman like i i don't i did not expect Zendaya to win but i also had no real reason to think one way or the other because i hadn't watched euphoria so um but mm-hmm. i mean like annie murphy winning was like that was looking back i was like oh maybe she did have it in the bag i don't know but i i was i couldn't be vulnerable
0: enough to think that until she won it you know what i mean yeah, even just watching the clip of Alex Borstein and Mrs. Maisel, I was like, if she wins again, I'm Ugh. gonna scream. And she's great in Mrs. Maisel. Like, she really is. Like, it's like this stock character that, like, has just, like, these gold mine of, like, one-liners that she gets to say in Mrs. Maisel. So, like, I get it. It's well-deserved. And she's been in the business for so long. She seems awesome. I would love to, like, have a beer with her. Yeah. But I, I just... Yeah, it's like you just never know. Um, and even... um was a Best Supporting Actress in a Drama? Julia Garner won again for Ozark. And yeah. I, I have not... I mean, we've said it before. I, I've, both of us have not watched that. I don't think you've caught up or started mm. watching it, correct? Mm. Yeah. I have not, um, but I feel like now
1: I'm like, okay, I feel like I have to just to figure out why this why this girl keeps winning. Girl, woman, It's I don't know. How, I feel like
0: she's a teenager in the show. Um, I know she does look like... Yeah. It, but I feel like she's really cool. I feel like yeah. she's also one of those cool gals that I would really love and um invite her to the uh, beer with I have not Borstein. watched. yeah i <laughs> know oh, yeah the round yeah. table yeah i um i've not watched uh, anything uh in uh, wow Let's start again nick here um <laughs> i've only watched the pilot of succession i've not watched mm. anything else and i know it's like i know i know i should get on it um but uh i i also heard great things about sarah snook uh mm-hmm. she was like the bsa of that show as well um so it's it's things to, to get into. I'm glad that um, Regina King won for Watchmen. I was really rooting for Jean Smart just because she's Jean Smart and I want to give yeah. her as many trophies as I can. That was like kind of my personal upset, even though I had not seen Watchmen. Mm-hmm. That was the Julia Garner category. And I think that was also the Helena Bonham Carter was also yeah. like a big possibility. <laughs> her reaction to it, she kind of like put her hands up like this and then she just like I feel like she left the frame, like, a little bit after her. The dogs were beside her. It was right. so funny. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: and that, and it all, like, I feel like, you know, when Regina King won and and her her first response was like, this is so weird. And I just felt like, <laughs> thank you for somebody to acknowledge that, like, for any of them, this is weird. You know, like, again, yes. I think the Shits Creek folks did it right because they still got to have the microcosm of, like, accepting an award and... You know, having yes. an audience. It and felt whatnot. award showy. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And so I feel like it never felt weird to me when they won, but when, like, Regina King is just, like, sitting there in her living room and she's just, like – and, like, you know, everybody's off screen. And it's just, like, uh, okay, I got to, like – now I have to put on my accepting an award persona, but, like, I'm sitting here staring into a camera looking at nobody, you know? And, and I just think <laughs> – I was just grateful that she acknowledged that, like, this is weird. Yeah, And you it is know, weird. Not to reject it, but just to, to, like, accept, like, okay, this is weird.
0: Now let's continue. Yeah, I'm glad that it happened. It gives me hope for the Oscars and, the even the Golden Globes. I don't know what the Oscars will, like, take away from this, what they'll learn, what they'll add or take away. But I, I'm excited that there's the option because mm-hmm. not having it also would be, you know, I mean, obviously, award shows are not, like, the biggest thing in the world. To us, they are. It's just b- for the simple joy of, like, watching all of our favorite ladies win awards and right. all of our favorite shows and stuff like that. Obviously, there are bigger fish to fry in the world right now. I love that everyone said to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there were also these uh, these boxes that had an Emmy pop out. Yeah. Did you hear about those? I, I, I did get a, a glimpse of those, yes. It happened with uh, RuPaul and it happened with John Oliver. And it was so it was funny and cringy at the same time because RuPaul's Emmy popped out and like he tried to like grab it, but then realized it was like stuck in the hand. And I was like, Ugh. oh, it's like yeah. he didn't like make a joke out of like, oh, it's stuck in there. He'd like almost just like, like, give me. It's mine. Oh, um, <laughs> which I would have done too. I mean, right. Jesus, it's didn't like that. It My biggest... Um, I heard – there's so many things on my mind here, too. So I heard that – um, th- did you see, like, the pictures of Rami Youssef? Like, he posted that video on Twitter of, oh, like, basically yeah. – How cruel is – like, cruel, not cool, cruel, is it for, like, someone to, like, show up to your sliding door in a hazmat suit with the Emmy only to, like, wave goodbye, like, two minutes later after you don't win? Yeah, <gasps> I know. Well, that was I, – I, I kept thinking about that as, like – this weird Yeah, how do they do that? Yeah,
1: and this weird little like narrative or short film of like, you know, what happens after you don't win. You know, it's like, do you invite that hazmat suit, you know, award in presenter for a shot. in? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, do you want to you came all this way. Like, I don't can I like see the Emmy? I don't need to like you know what I mean? Like it's it's such a surreal situation. Yes. Um, That's
0: a weird part for sure. Yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, it was I mean, and I I love that, you know. There were folks who just like weren't there, like Tony Collette and Kate Cat- Blanchett were not there. They sure. were, you know, home asleep, I guess. Um, yes. And like, you know, I was like rewatching the, I guess, like lead actress in a drama, and yeah, like Christina Applegate was. It, it looked like she was she she was about to go to bed, and she was like, "Okay, hold yep. on, like, just do I need to accept an award?" Like, as much as I wanted her to win. Uh, I mean yes. I wanted Catherine O'Hara to win but I was obviously like also kind of excited for Christina Applegate. I mm-hmm. also then remembered oh like she doesn't care. Like she doesn't care if yeah, she wins. She's fine. Yeah. Like yeah. this I feel like she's one of those people where like especially this year like this means nothing. So Yeah. Um so I I think it all worked out. Again, like I I keep saying it but I feel like the I'm so happy that Shits Creek swept the awards because I feel like that little celebration was like just this little kind of flicker of hope of like, oh man, life can be like that again. I mean, granted they're all wearing masks, but they're together. And, you know, they're celebrating, and, and you know, if, if you squint, it almost just seems like a normal party, you know?
0: It does, it does. It looked like they were at a wedding, but mm-hmm. it was like an award show wedding. I, going back to, like, the trophies, um, I heard on a podcast or something that I listened to that, like, as far as, like, Shits Creek, the only Emmys that they actually had live in person were the acting Emmys. But they didn't give anyone an Emmy except... Catherine O'Hara, I feel like I wanted to see Annie Murphy holding a trophy. That oh, was like yes. my one thing. Mm-hmm. If I was to like raise a complaint, I was like, I just need them to like hold a trophy. Like just pass. I wanted Catherine to just like give her hers just for something mm-hmm. to hold on to. And yeah. like, really have that like tableau of yeah. Annie Murphy holding an Emmy and like feeling <laughs> <laughs> Feeling validated that right. she, she did it, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think the, the
1: consolation prize, and, and I hope to find a gif of this, is that moment when she and Dan Levy, like, like look at each other after she wins, and there's that, like, oh, oh. my God, it happened, and that hug, and I was just, like, he, I I just, he, I mean, he was so lovely in the background of everybody, just, like, yes, being such a mensch, and, like, especially when she was accepting her award, it was, like, you could tell that there was a part of him that was, like, so happy that people were appreciating and recognizing yeah. and especially her, like Annie Murphy, who's, who's, you know, the most, not a name in that room, you know, like was, I think, you know, from what I'd read, you know, was really, I don't think she had a huge career before Schitt's mm-hmm. Creek and, mm-hmm. and, you know, certainly did not have the trajectory that, that Catherine O'Hara had, for example. And so I feel like to get from that point to here, like, I don't know. I, I was having a lot of like, uh, vicarious
0: pride through Dan. Yeah, Lisa, like, you know? sort of proud papa moments, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But, like, it's like she's, like, our age, I'm sure. But, like, yeah. it's just, yeah. It's fun to root for someone and see good things happen to good people and, and good writers and a mm-hmm. good show. And, of course, it doesn't hurt that we, like, love everything about it and yeah. support everything. I I think in general, too, like, I, I love that there's, like, records that were broken. I think it's it's really... Um, it was exciting to watch and I just love, I just love that it happened. It really was kind of like a a light at the end of the tunnel as far Mm. as like, you know, this final home stretch of 2020, like what's going to happen with this election. But like, don't worry about the election for now. Just worry about this night. And it was a beautiful, beautiful night.
1: Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I mean, that is like, I, I say, no, it's like, you know, there's bigger fish and blah, 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 but it's also like, yeah, but you can't spend every waking hour you know re you know refreshing your twitter feed reading people's like angry tweets about trump or you know just you know getting into the mire of like how we're all gonna you know uh go down in flames because of ruth bader ginsburg's ginsburg's passing like yeah i can't go to that place like oh we're fucked you know like i'm just i think that that's not true and um and it's and it's nice to put all of that down for a couple hours even though i Probably only watched like 20 minutes of it. um But it's nice sure. to just like put that down for a little while and just give your brain a rest and like celebrate something for a little
0: bit. Yeah. And really, honestly, too, it's like you could have turned the show right off after comedy, all the comedy, because like, yeah. like it's like everything that we wanted to see. And I know, Amanda, you and I were texting too, but. Um, and then it started like mini series. I'm glad Uzo Aduba won for Mrs. Mm-hmm. America. I'm glad that one of those ladies got their due. I loved her reaction. She was just like, mommy, I won. It was yeah. just like it was almost like, mommy, I got an A on my spelling test. It was just yeah. like so like, oh, it was so pure and beautiful. And um, I just loved, she was like, wow, okay. And then it's like, I don't know where her mom was, but it was like yeah. I said, like Regina said, it was just like, this is so weird. Right, right. I know. I love that when it just, it had that feeling of like, oh, she, you
1: know, Uzo, had, whatever was going on in the Aduba house, like they were all going about yes. their day. And then Uzo was like, oh, I got to go, you know, wait and see if I won this award. And like yeah. her mom's in the kitchen, you know, doing the dishes. And it's like, oh my God, mom, I, I just won an Emmy. Like it, it was yes. a, it, it was a lovely little moment. Um, yeah, I was I was, cool. I was surprised. I, she was not who I expected to win. I think she gave a good performance, but um if you like that category for supporting actress in a miniseries, I don't remember who I expected to win,
0: but uh, I was happy That's to okay. see it was her. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. Um I'm trying to think of anything else about the Emmys before we get into our, our next topic. I feel um, like we covered it all and we can. if I think of something else as we talk about pen fifteen, I'll just chime in. But um yeah, any any closing thoughts besides that it's a little weird, but also fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think <laughs> the, that that's... The format, the format. Yeah, yeah. I think that that is a,
1: a fair assessment. Weird, but uh, it's fine. And um, and it is, you know, I guess, yeah, sort of a template of how other award shows could happen in the next few months. And, you know, who knows? Well, I was gonna say maybe maybe by January, they'll be able to do something a little more live. But I don't know, you know.
0: Yeah. I, and, and not to open up another can of worms here too, but I, I was listening to, I think it's the Vanity Fair podcast, Little Gold Men. Mm-hmm. I always get them confused with, um, what is the other one? Slate, spoiler specials. Anyway, um, really, because Oscar season is like starting. It's like upon us. And like, I, I just recently found out about the movie Nomadland with Frances yeah. McDormand and like yeah. all these things that are happening. I'm I'm excited to like enter a new chapter of like, Oh, they're—it's like because we can't see movies right now, so it's like, how do you see these movies and how do you? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm excited for the possibility of like, I guess is um, is Hillbilly Elegy coming out? I thought it wasn't coming out with Glenn Close and Amy Adams, oh, and then yeah. all of a sudden people were like talking about it. I'm like, oh wow, I guess it is happening because I guess like. Amy would be in lead and Glenn would be in supporting. Mm. And there's like another movie with like Olivia Coleman about like, uh, this is, I'm going to fumble with this. Cause I just read the, like the headline. It was like Olivia Coleman in a movie about like someone who has like dementia and she's taking care of him or yeah. something like that. That's the all father. I know. Yeah. She, it's, yeah. It's but a, I was like, sign me up for that. Yeah. <laughs> this,
1: the father, I saw the trailer. It's Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman, And it definitely seems like a real set piece. Like, uh, lead actor set piece for Anthony Hopkins, supporting actress set piece for Olivia Coleman. But uh yeah, I mean it it I absolutely signed me up. There was a quick clip of Olivia Coleman's character crying and I was like Yeah yes.
0: <laughs> yes. I know um I was looking it up as we talked to um Viola Davis is gonna be in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom which is another mm. um, August Wilson sort of joint as well too. I'm excited for that. And I just saw last night Colin I have to look up the title of this. I have to look up Stanley Tucci because we love him. Oh, yeah. Um, Stanley Tucci and um, Colin Firth are going to be in this movie where they are playing a couple, which I think is perfect. Oh. Yes. uh, And uh, essentially, Stanley Tucci, it's almost like a still Alice, but like with Stanley Tucci, I guess sort of losing his... uh, his his, being diagnosed with Alzheimer's and Mm. then going through that and like the testament of like love and like within the trailer it's sort of like Stanley Tucci like wants Colin Firth to like leave him and like "I, I don't want you to see this I can't put you through this and Colin Firth is like I need to stay with you and see this through and it looks beautiful I hope it like really like takes because I'm I love the both of them and I, I just love their energy as like yes I wish they were being played by like actual gay men but like if there mm. are men in Hollywood that I would approve of it's Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth for sure I agree um I'm we'll um, I'm we'll call it still Allen for now still still, <laughs> still Tucci Tucci um, <laughs> so I'm excited for that so let me look up this title real quick um it because I saw it randomly it just mm. popped up on um it's called supernova okay um so i'm excited for that it's a beautiful poster too (laughs) and i Uh, just love stanley tucci
1: yeah and i feel like yeah i feel like both stanley tucci and colin firth have played gay men before like colin firth was in a single man yeah stanley tucci's been you know in so many things and like burlesque burlesque. (laughs) right right so like i again i agree i'm fine with this i don't you know i I think they're well they're playing their cards right totally totally um, well, that's that sounds that sounds like fun. I hope there's I I all I need is like a strong supporting female role in that.
0: Yes. Oh, I would love that. I should yeah. look that up. I feel like there was like a woman in the trailer, but it wasn't anyone I recognize. So um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, it's true. It's like it's it's kind of like this is a war like
1: Oscar bait quote unquote season. And I'm like, yeah, I have I I've heard of Nomadland, but it, I feel like I've heard about it the same way I would hear about movies that were. You know, just big at the like the festival circuit, but hadn't really like hit you know us, you know mainstream boobs yet. You know,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like things are happening. And uh, Nomad Land, Nomad Land, excuse me. There's only like a teaser trailer out, and I I'm excited. It's like it's could Frances McDormand win her third Oscar this year. Like that alone is kind mm. of exciting to me. So there's something to look forward to in in the months to come, and I. I can't wait. That
1: should yeah. be fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I guess speaking of things to look forward to and things that we've experienced recently that, well, it's a transition. It'll do. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Pen15 <laughs> Season 2 Part 1. Yes. Which I, just came out last week. Uh, <sighs> mm-hmm. I, uh,
0: I, I don't know who should start, but I... I, I I, it's like, I kind of want you to just like, what are your opening thoughts? Just like a one minute sort of sure. go for it. So
1: here, yeah. And I actually, that's great. Cause I'm very curious because we did text a little bit about it because I, yes. I dove in and now granted I had, I, I prefaced this all by saying that I had just moved into my new apartment and I feel like all of my, you know, uh, all of my my everything was a little bit you know all i'm, I'm doing these wavy hands down, right now yeah. but I'm just, I, I was <laughs> i was all a bit out of sorts you know my emotions were all a little bit loose i was maybe a little bit raw uh-huh. raw um shit's quick roar rawr. um i'm like <laughs> turning into Bernadette peter's more and more every day exactly um and so <laughs> you know cough in my dressing room for 20 minutes exactly um and so i I was ready for this. I needed this. It was like, I, I was primed. I was so excited, and I, I loved it. I think part one of season two, the first seven episodes, I think got progressively better. Like when it first started, I was like, because it, the the first part of the second season kind of has sort of three, three and three narrative chunks. Really, like I think the yeah. first three episodes really deal with with boy troubles and Brant and all of that and then we get the Mora plot line and then we get the school play plot line yes. and I think that my interest and appreciation and love deepened as as each storyline appeared because the Brant one I was like okay let's run through this there was even a part of me that was like like the first episode pool when yeah. it ended I was like oh it's over Oh, yeah. like it—it it felt almost kind of truncated. And then the second episode, the wrestling episode, I was like, "Well, this is kind of weird, huh?" Like, I'm gonna have to roll with this. I'm—I'm I'm not like it, it, it. I'm almost like oh, this almost seems a little contrived. But I'm on sure, board, you sure. know. But I, yes, just, yes, I was like, yes. "Go with it, go with it." Um, and then the you know the the third episode, I was like, "Okay, I think this was a lot of people's experience, but maybe not so much mine." So I appreciated it a little bit from afar. But then yes. at the end of the episode, obviously, like the, you know, Anna wanting to disappear I, and and Maya, you know, that's just that beautiful moment they had. Yes. I was like, okay, okay, you you, you know, you, you got me here. And then the Mora plot line just oh. blew my mind. I, I think the <laughs> episode four, which is titled three, is, is the one I've watched more than once and will watch repeatedly because it is – Brilliant. It is so nuanced and so subtle. And like I'm obsessed with Mora's mother. And I just I it was yes. just and I oh I have been friends with that girl into my adulthood. Like I just knew all of that. And and so that was all like amazing, and even got kind of like the sleepover was just genius. And then we get to the school play episodes. And yeah. and I just thought, oh, Oh, it's like,
0: bring it home.
1: How, bring it home. Yeah. I was like, one more, Ellen Sue. One more. That looked good to me. <laughs>
0: and so, that looked good to me.
1: <laughs> and I just, I mean, I cried so many times. Mm-hmm. And and I just, I, I know I know these are my opening thoughts, but the last one I will say, because I know we'll talk about it more, but like, I can't even think about Gabe without getting choked up. I just. Oh, yeah. I we
0: we asked for it and we got it. We did, we did get it. Yeah. I know, and I'm so glad because it it's foreshadowed in season one. But uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I think those, those are. There.
1: I think those are. Let me stop there because that's a <clears> lot. <throat> that's that's more than opening thoughts. Uh, because we texted a bit, and I'll and and so I've been kind of in, but I didn't get.
0: Fill me in. Fill fill the listeners. Yeah, in. Fill, yeah. What's your journey? Bones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I. Um, to set up, like, how I watched it, um, my my friend Jamie, who you met when you were in Pittsburgh and we watched mm-hmm. an episode of Pen15, um, she came over to the house, and Keon, her, and I all got settled in, and she picked up uh, – it is definitely a nominee for my best BSA this week – Is um, They were like these delicious eggplant parms, (laughs) eggplant (laughs) parm sandwiches, sorry, to be be more specific. Mm -hmm. And it was incredible. So we were munching on those and then we were like, all right, here we go. And I, I mean, to say that my hopes were high is like an understatement. Mm -hmm. I was ready to, I was ready for the zaniness. I was ready to laugh. I was ready to dive headfirst into this world again and just like have, like, side-splitting sort of crazy things happen to these characters that I love. So it was this two... <laughs> okay, so I'm sort of collecting my thoughts here, too. So within that, it's, like, like into episode one and, of course, like, episode two and all of these things, I, I quickly realized that this was, like, I'm not going to say a different show because that is too strong of a sentiment it was just not what I had expected to happen and I think really to kind of dissect that a little bit more I was confused because obviously they are on the like mother nature's timeline of like all these other supporting characters like growing up because they can't stay kids so mm-hmm. to have the it pick up like two days later after the dance seemed a little strange to me I I I would have loved to have seen the season two start at the beginning of eighth grade, mm. um, and just mm-hmm. like have them go through the summer to digest, like them getting felt up by Brant, and you know uh, whatever it happens to be. So I was, I was thrown off by that a little, and I, all three of us in the room were kind of under the same impression. We were we weren't laughing as much, but we were laughing a little, and like all of like the really <clears throat> like the best moments. Of the show, like Maya covered in like nair, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, was in the trailer. So it was like one. Of, I felt like it was like this uh, great comedic movie that like, I all the funny parts were in the trailer, which happens, and there were there were obviously more funny parts than that. I just wish that I was laughing more. But with all mm-hmm. that being said, it's like these storylines are so beautifully told and I'm so glad that they exist and they're so important and I love these girls so much like I I think I was just so protective over like Maya and Anna as the characters and like when bad things started or continued to happen to them I was just like no I I was so, like even like the Mora stuff I was like I it's like Maya got shit on so much this season. And I was just, after a while I was like, I can't take anymore. My heart is just like, it's breaking. And then Anna with all of her, like the the divorce storyline and everything else that she has to deal with on her own. I just wanted to pick them up and like hug them and make sure that everything is going to be okay. But within that, like them growing up and them like evolving was so beautiful to watch. And I like there's such nuance. Specifically, like with Anna, there was such a shift from like mm-hmm. gawky to like kind of uh, I don't know coming into her own and also like being more comfortable within her body. She still has the arm across her waist, but mm-hmm. it's maybe not all the time, and it's like kind of there. But again, it's like it doesn't quite make sense because she was gawky, Anna, like two days ago. And right. like for that shift to happen, I, I'm int- I, like, if I was to sit down and talk to them, I I, I'd, I would love to talk to them about like characterization of like, you know, how big of a shift were you looking for in the second season? Because I, I see it and and watching all that. And the first four episodes, we only watched the first four. <laughs> I realize that I've gone on more than a minute at this no, point. No, it's fine. <laughs> Um, the first four episodes were all we watched that night because we were kind of, I'm not going to say disappointed because the show is amazing and I, I can't say that I didn't like it. I just can't because I love them and I, I love the show too much. But I i was just um, un, uneasy. I don't know. I don't know. I, I really had to digest like what I watched. And then the next day or like two days later, I think I watched like um, five, six and seven. Because we left on, like, a Bad Mara episode. We left, like, I think on episode four, which is title three. I was just so mad that that character existed. But, like, I also understand that she has to exist because I get it. I I understood Mm. everything that they were doing. And I just wanted them to go back to, like, I don't know, playing Sylvania on the carpet and making and doing funny voices. So, those are my thoughts but with, I'll keep going, but I, mm-hmm. I I need you to, I need you to speak now. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know, I think that like, it it doesn't surprise me. Like I, because it's like all the things that you were like, oh, I didn't, you know, it was a little heavier or like, oh, you know, it got yeah. a little, like, that's the stuff that like, I just like, yeah go. And I'm not saying that you're wrong or like less refined no, taste. Yeah. It's like, I kind of had that same feeling in a way because I didn't expect it to get so heavy. Like I was surprised when it wasn't when it didn't do the thing that it did the first season that was kind of this like episodic remember this and then this and then this experience it was so much funnier because it was so much about highlighting those like specific experiences through in, during you know in in each episode the second season slowed down and like stayed kind of within you know longer narratives but like heavier narratives once i realized that what was ha- that's what was happening i I was like really excited because I think like the third episode when they were just being like wacky and witchy, I was like, okay, this is fun. But I, I, there was almost a part of me. It was like, "Mm, okay, I need some inside voices, you know? And so then when it got kind of heavy towards the end, I was like, Oh wow. Like, Yes, this is this is a beautiful ex- episode. Yeah,
0: I, I honestly think that might be one of my faves. The, mm-hmm. the, the y Yeah, Vendy Wiccan-y, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I think like once I'd seen the whole episode and I saw like the arc of the narrative, I was like, oh, that's really genius. And I felt yes. like what that episode did was it married the zaniness of the first season with the heaviness of the rest of the second season that we've seen mm-hmm. so far because it like. It has them you know, just like, you know, being naive and casting spells and being and making crazy faces and all that. And then it all just collapses. And we don't see it all collapse for them in the same way when they do things in the first season, you know. And yeah. so I feel like that was such an interesting transition. And then like when when Moro was introduced. I fell for it. Like at first when she showed up and she and she defended them against that kid who was, you know, being a, a jerk to them. And I was just like, oh, I'm so grateful there's somebody here to like stand yes. up for them. And I I just I've had those friends, fast moving friendships. And all of a sudden, like we're best friends. And and there is always that kind of underlying like, hmm, I feel like you might be driving this a little bit more. But. I'm taking that as a compliment because it must mean you like me, you know, and like the, the currency of being liked, you know, and what was so impressive with like the Mora storyline was how we were never out and out told like, no, there's never like a, an, you know, an exposition line of like, well, you know, Mora has this issue or she did that, or she's, you know, had these problems in the past. We're never told that, but we Mm -hmm. kind of just assume like, oh boy, this has happened before. I think her mother, is so fascinating because it's like this woman who clearly doesn't know what to do with a child who has some kind of emotional you know uh issues and yes uh, mm-hmm. and has just resorted to like keeping the peace to extreme <clears throat> levels and uh and i just i thought that was just i loved that if we compare like kind of what happens in like the aim episode in the first season and like the the stakes were relatively low ultimately with that yeah. and then to have kind of if we look at this as a sister episode where again there's kind of this this new interaction this new connection that they're exploring but the stakes are suddenly so much higher and it starts to like drive a wedge between them that isn't just like a silly fight but is like literally somebody who's just playing those mind games the oh, sleepover gosh. Yeah. i just i just was so impressed that it it just like went there and I thought that actress who played Mora was genius. Like that's exactly who that girl is. Like the writing, yeah. the direction, the acting. I it just was so they were telling such a true story and like such a meaningful narrative that I forgave that it wasn't funny,
0: you know? Yeah. I think once I knew that the the drama like knob was like turned up a little bit more mm-hmm. and the the comedic it was like if there was I was talking to <laughs> Jamie and I took like an hour walk yesterday and all we talked about <laughs> was Ben 15 but mm-hmm. it was amazing cuz we were just like sorting cuz at that point we had both finished it and we were kind of expressed cuz she's a child of divorce as well so she was and she's a girl obviously too mm-hmm. so it's like there's it means different things to different people and like us as gay men and like really connecting with the Gabe, which we'll get to Gabe. Mm. I know we haven't got there yet, but um, just like if I was to assign a sort of like number, it was like if the, if the humor in season one was like at a seven and the drama was like the the remaining three out of 10, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like the, it's like the humor in season two for me at first when I was watching, it felt like a, we and then we made the joke when Maya was like four no for sure 10 is what i was going to say <laughs> right right um but it's it was just a different balance and I, I i i feel whiny about saying like but i wanted it to be more funny mm. you know because who am i i'm just it's i i, I just fell in love with season one, Maya and Anna, and like to see that change and to see that shift. But to also, Keon was saying too, it's like almost watching your kids grow up. And like when mm-hmm. when I hear my my friends who are parents say like stop growing, stop growing. It's like I never quite understood that. And but like I just wanted them to go back to like weird Maya and weird Anna. And they still mm-hmm. are in a way. Like even I I watched everything once. And then I went back and watched episodes 1 through 4 yesterday for a second rewatch. And like I'm I'm coming around. It's mm-hmm. just going to take me a minute to really kind of cuz I I took notes on like each episode and I was just kind of writing down the funny things and like it's still funny. Like mm-hmm. it's not not funny at all. Um but like there there are bigger fish to fry. There are there are more important stories to tell and interspersed with that like the one- one joke when um when like Anna's parents are talking to her and she says don't be such a Monica and she's like Monica and she's like Lewinsky and then she like wipes a tear like I'm glad that that was there like right. I, that's like yay I'm glad that that's still a part of this and I liked it I'm not gonna say that I didn't like it I'm mm. I'm just I'm still digesting it and I um I I still. The second, I think, like, it's like at first I was like, I don't even really want to rewatch this because I don't eat. And then I started watching it and I was like, okay, okay, okay. I was kind mm-hmm. of settling in a little bit more. And really, that, like, oh my God, that episode where it just like, it almost made me tear up the second time when Anna's parents are like screaming at each other. Yeah. And Maya just grabs Anna's hand and was like, nope, we're going to go somewhere else right now. And mm-hmm. just like this, the symbolism of like, being in that quote-unquote forest, that magical place, and climbing the trees, and it turns out to be, like, her backyard, like, the whole time. Yeah, um, that I
1: was, like, oh, ugh. I had to, like, process, like, oh, this was never. Yeah. But, like, then that was so smart, because, of course, like, as a kid, you do picture, like, that that wherever that place you go to to be something so much more mythical and special than it really is as, like, through adult
0: eyes oh yeah I know I knew exactly what that was I knew mm-hmm. exactly the, the the method of like imagination and playfulness that they were they were they were achieving during that and I didn't get that the first time so'm I'm, I'm certainly glad that I'm watching it again I need to like just check myself at the door and be like this is a beautiful show shut up Nick like just enjoy it so, mm. <laughs> um go ahead, go ahead oh
1: yeah I mean I I think it's just like yeah they they just. I, I totally get it. I totally get in like when when you love how something is done in one season, it's like, Well, I just want more of that because I love that. But I yes. I I feel like what the what they're achieving with the second season is just like so incredible and like I think I think you do make a really good point about like you know, was in nature's timeline or whatever that like, yeah, it's two days later. And suddenly Sam is like turning into a man. And I didn't even recognize Becca at first. I was like, Oh, that's Becca at the slumber party. Um, and it was, it, it did feel strange. And I think it would have made more sense if season two started later. Um, and I think they, I feel like some of the narrative they could have gotten away with having it start at the end of summer, you know, like months later. Yeah, yeah. But even, um,
0: yeah, a couple months. Because people do, especially in middle school, people just like, the people are growing and the kids are getting bigger and like their voices are deeper. But uh, yeah, that was something that, the timeline was interesting for me. And I just had to set it aside and know that like, and just watch it again and really kind of take it in. But there's there are a couple things I want to like talk about. <laughs> Number one was the boob thing, Colin.
1: Oh God! You know it's so funny. I had forgotten about that until like I think at some point like yesterday or two days ago, like it just jumped into my head of like, oh yeah, that boob moment happened. Yeah. That what, is, what is your
0: what is your take on that?
1: I mean, it was so you know I I, I feel like some people struggle with pen fifteen because it is like adults playing teenagers in adult situations and like this this to me almost felt like such like a fuck you to those people like oh yeah well i'm gonna show this 13 year old girl whipping her tit out and her other friends sucking on it like and it's like obviously fake but like it just felt to me like instead of kind of shying away from that weird factor like that anna and maya were leaning into it and obviously like Mm -hmm. I think the narrative, of course, is that that is so much of what Anna admired, <clears throat> especially what Anna does for Maya, is just like, oh, no, no, you're fine, you're fine, you look great, you know, kind of like consoling her, um, yeah. and like being that kind of mama bird, but it was, it was, the fact that the show had not done anything else that graphic and absurd, yes. I mean, there are some like, non-reality moments, but this was like, oh, okay
0: <laughs> yeah and at the end of the day i don't mind it i i, I think that because jamie texted me and she was like when you start i think it's the play episode yeah I think. episode six it's the, so i think it happens yeah, yeah she was like there's something really strange that happens at the beginning like in the first five minutes and i didn't know what it was and all of a sudden it happened i was like whoa it was yeah. like such a shift but great, because, like, honestly, too, it's, like, I think of just, like, the free the nipple of as far as, like, females and, like, even on Drag Race, how nipples are blurred, too. And, like, mm-hmm. obviously on Hulu, you could get away with a lot more. So I'm I'm glad it exists. I was not – I just wasn't ready for it. I was like, wow, okay, that's happening.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I did not see that coming at all. Uh, yeah. So that was – I mean – I, but I feel like that episode, that was also where, in terms of like uh, non reality moments, I feel like that's where things got a little more absurd. Like, yes, we got that incredible fantasy acting moment of Maya's in her bedroom when she transforms oh. into the character. That Elizabeth
0: was... Taylor and Who's Afraid of Virginia yeah. Woolf. Like, I was loving that. Oh.
1: Yes, to me, that was like that scene in season two of The Comeback when they watched the dailies of Valerie as Mallory leaving the voicemail. And yes. it's just like yes. red after all these years, you can really act, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it was one of those moments where I was like, it, it hit me the same way. Or I was like, Oh my God, it's so new going. Yes. Yeah. I could watch
0: like a whole one woman show. Like, yeah. And I've been there before. I've been like, as like, you know, in high school and I'm just like, you know, I got my lead role in, like, The Matchmaker, which is, like, the play version of Hello, Dolly. My oh, yes, year of, of course. Of, of high school. And I was Cornelius Hackle, and I was just, like, doing my my Ditch Digger monologue. And I was like, I am a star. Like, I've, mm-hmm. I've done that before. And I get, oh, uh, it was so perfect. Ugh.
1: Yeah, I it know. It really was. It, and, and it's, I love that, like, the choice to show that. Versus just us watching like bad middle school acting for two episodes, but instead to kind of give us like these moments of like, oh wow, that was really good. Cause like the script yeah. is terrible. I mean, it's just, oh yeah. It like, I love that it's like written and directed by this teacher and like, yes, it, like, and he clearly thinks he's writing something super important and meaningful and like, is just a ripoff of, you know, however many Edward Albee and Eugene O'Neill plays sure. he's read. Yeah.
0: Yes. I Also, because I, I thought that actor looked really familiar. I was like, is he from something? So I looked him up. This is the drama teacher, and it's mm-hmm. Maya's boyfriend in real life.
1: Oh, is it? yeah isn't that cool I didn't know that I mean I I was like I had the same thought of like oh he looks familiar but I didn't really know him from anything but I did not realize that was her boyfriend
0: yeah so that's oh, really funny that's fabulous I love when she was like what are you he was like what are you afraid of and she's like my dad
1: oh <laughs> that that whole scene like that character was real like the moment I saw his little like sneakers I was like oh oh
0: yes I know who the this man is the sneakers or yeah. khakis and sneakers yeah and what a great this is like because Jamie and I were talking about this too it's like that moment where he makes um, Ian the other kid in the show Mm -hmm. to tell Maya like that she's the weakest link or whatever Mm -hmm. is like the perfect example of like how teachers sometimes and not all teachers but like can be so tone deaf to something like that as far as like how much pain that actually can cause someone but thinking that they're actually doing like good Um, and it's like, I, I know what that is and I can't articulate what, like something like that, that happened to me when I was in middle school, but like, I know that's happened to me. Like where someone just like says something because the teacher tells them to do it and you just feel like shit. And sometimes it's a theater moment. Sometimes it's a sports moment or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. and the teacher's like, actually the exercise is over, but the damage is done. And I just felt so bad for Maya. Right. Oh, uh, I know that was such a,
1: it was such a dark moment. And I mean it, it was so in line with this character, it was like, Why are you writing this script for thirteen year olds to perform? Oh yeah, like, that would never ever, yeah, ever, ever happen. Like, you rat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I mean when they I feel like the the funniest the, the funniest moment of I think the series for me, like what I what I will always rewatch was when they're doing the cue to cues and they're having like Maya and oh, Gabe like speak yes. their lines. And at one point Gabe goes, what are you going to do? Divorce me. And he like does <laughs> these arms and it's, I mean, it, it brings us to Gabe.
0: Yes, which, please. Let's go. Uh,
1: let's talk. I mean, Gabe was such a special character in the first season. Yeah. And such a little goose, such a little goose, like the yeah. sweetest little goose. And, the moment I realized, like, I think in the wrestling episode when it starts to be, like, it, we get the hints that he has some, like, feelings developing and feelings for Sam. And um, and we just start to, like, see Gabe's awakening happening as this, like, supporting character, you know, C plot on the show. Sure. I, it was so beautiful. and And I loved, you know, just the the pre- like knowing like the presence of Ian and knowing that Ian is gay or getting that vibe and like what it does to Gabe and like there's how it manifests as just like intrigue, you know? And yes. And he's, it's just, oh my God, I was so happy that Gabe then became like a featured player in the last couple episodes because like, he's just like, he's such a good actor. He's such a good little actor. He's so good in this role, but mm-hmm. I just, I, I'd love that he wasn't, like we talked about this in like our discussion of season one that, you know, that, that idea of like dating a gay guy, you know, in middle school or high school. But I, I think I know my expectation was if that, if we did see that on this show, it'd be so much more from like Maya or Anna's perspective. And I love that it was almost more so from Gabe's perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, that he was kind of doing this to kind of navigate away from what he couldn't handle or like just kind of navigate in general. And, I just I I thought it was so well done. Just like so so well done.
0: Yeah, I went through a lot of feelings <laughs> watching this, like the good and the bad too because the little nuances of like pulling your hand away and like I don't want to hold your hand or just like anytime I was in, like, a group setting, like, whether it was in middle school or high school, like, I was, I was always, I felt more comforted. I never wanted to be left alone with my, Mm -hmm. quote, unquote, quote girlfriend, um, because there was the risk of, like, kissing, or, like, more than kissing, God forbid, and it's just, like, it's survival. It's, like, really kind of, like, just being, trying to be yourself and, and not being yourself at the same time. It's, like, this, like, dissonance that you can't quite figure out and you're but at the same time you're kind of figuring out what you're attracted to and like when I just like because every every Maya has that Anna that says like I'll leave you two guys alone and then just like mm-hmm. leaves and then there's like this expectation of like a kiss has to happen or something has to have like that car scene um, and, the, and the flip side of that too is like I it's not that I've never thought of the emotional like, carnage of, like, me just breaking up with all these girls. I have thought about that, and I still think about it to this day. But, like, to see that happen to Maya, I, like, hate that I did that to, like, my Mayas, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. in high school and middle school. But it's, unfortunately, it's, like, a necessary evil to, like, to really kind of do that. You You can't explain to them in, like, seventh grade, like, I'm actually gay and I don't know how to say this to you. And I'm not going to say it for another like eight years. Yeah. But um, we have to break up now. And it's not you. It's just how I feel. Because he was honest with her. But like he's leaving out that big part. But I, I get why you can't. Right.
1: That. Right. Like the, the the fact that he didn't feel butterflies was not like her fault. But it was just. <sighs> yeah. But it was the truth. And I you know it's funny. I, I was thinking that same thing of like you know having you remember like this was this kid is 13. It's the year 2000. Like he's not going to just say like, you know what? I think I actually, you know, like boys, like we're not going to get that narrative. You know, this isn't love Simon, you know, like this is, you know, like it it is exactly what you said is like, this kid's probably not going to say it for another eight years, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and I like one of the things I I read Anna or Maya talking about, like the conflicts in the show and, and how, you know, the goal was, was to present these conflicts, but not necessarily resolve them because like, that's, the truth is like the, the, this shit just goes on for years. Like this kind of mm-hmm. turmoil and this kind of questioning and this kind of like being in the closet, like it goes on for a long time. And, you know, we see that moment of like, you know, gay, you know, moments of Gabe and Ian, like potentially connecting and then it getting thwarted, you yeah. know? And it's like, well, that's how it goes. It's not going to be the happy ending of like Gabe realizing that like he and Ian have a, conne- could have a connection, you know, like, it, it, he's gonna, in fact, like, you know, when when Ian says, "Oh, well, you should keep your hair like that," like it, I was not surprised that Gabe then messed his hair up. It was like, "Oh yes. no, 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 no!" Like, I I'm. It's not that I don't want the, that compliment or that feedback, but it's it's I'm not ready for it. You know? Yeah, you're and, showing your cards. Yeah, yeah. like that might show my cards totally, and you know, and just the little details of like when Maya goes to Gabe's house and he's listening to like
0: just some. Gay music it was, something. it was like some jazz standard or something i can't yeah. remember like uh yeah but it was just but like oh,
1: like of course this like queer little boy is listening to this music and and it was i i just i and i love you know Johnny and i talked about this when we did a Patreon on this but like uh which i guess is probably going to come out around the same time this episode so <laughs> sure. for crossover you know uh Matreons and best supporting podcast listeners this will all sound familiar Enjoy. yeah yes. but there was something also kind of special about gay being this, like, little pudgy 13-year-old. Oh, yes. Like, all of, like, there, there's so much growing up and, like, growing into who he is. Like, he's so, you know, uh, at, at a developmental stage of his life in so many ways. And I just love that that, that character, because, like, Ian as the gay character is almost a little on the nose, you know? Like, oh, yes. Yeah, of course, yeah. that's what the gay kid looked like. But I love that it was, like, you know, nerdy, dweeby, chubby Gabe, you know? Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, I was quite the doughy middle schooler myself, so, like, I definitely related to that, too. Mm. But in a way, it's almost like an extra, like, suit of armor for you because no one expects the kid who doesn't look like the gay kid, like the scrawny, you know, gossip of a gay that Mm -hmm. Ian is. It adds, it's like, okay, feed on him. I'm just going to, like stand in the background and just get through middle school it's like right. this, this it's almost like a gift in a way too and i think like i relied on that a while too until i kind of started growing up and like shed some of my baby fat and then like sophomore year i got contacts and got my braces off and suddenly girls were like hey and i was like no nope." <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. It's, Keep it moving. Uh, yeah yeah, exactly um but i i do love that too and uh, it's 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 a complicated story and I'm so glad that it exists and I'm excited to see like what happens. Like, I, I don't know if he'll like, I don't know if he'll ever come out on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, I almost don't want it because like, I feel like, ugh, it'll, one, it'll be hard to watch, but two, it's like, what are the, what are the consequences of that? Like, how will people, how will people take it? I, I want to protect him, but I also know that like to see that, story like play out would also be like really important as well for younger kids to see this not that like it's like barnaby's like who's watching pen 15 is it just adults right middle schoolers like i think of that boop scene i'm like oh right right like hopefully maybe you shouldn't be watching this yeah yeah exactly well yeah i mean i
1: think that's the thing is like if 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 this is seventh grade it's like well if if my narrative is any indication like and i i more than had an inkling that I was gay in seventh grade. I was already like, I had confirmed it. I had found the porn. Like I was, (laughs) I was gay. Um, I had boy crushes. Like it was, you know, I mean, I was, I was not out, but like, there was no question about it. There was no, no more, no more figuring out of like, if I was, it was just like the nuances of it. But it's like, I didn't come out until college. I mean, like, same. and so it's like, that's, that's still many years away. And so I think, I hope we get more of Gabe because we got so much of him in this first part of the season. And even though Mm -hmm. he's broken up with Maya, like, I still want to like, see his narrative continue because what I liked about this season, it kind of did what The Office did where like, the supporting characters like Sam or Gabe started to get individual storylines that didn't involve Maya and Anna. And we yes. get to kind of see them beyond just their inclusion with those two. And I like that. I I uh I appreciated kind of getting a Sam plot line and I appreciate getting a Gabe plot line. And like I uh I don't know, I I and even like with the parents, you know, like I feel like we i think this season we got so much more of a sense of Anna's mother for example and like
0: yeah team Anna's mom in season yeah, 2 that my, yeah that my
1: question is you know i i know you had kind of mixed feelings about her in season 1 but what's mm-hmm. your takeaway from season 2
0: yeah it's kind of the opposite it's like kurt is taking a deep dive into his midlife crisis and it, i love how they showed that the earring and oh. the convertible and like it's heartbreaking at the same time because What we talked about last week is like Anna is, you know, uh, daddy's little girl in a way. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's like even her saying, like, I'd rather be like dad than be like you. That Tommy Hilfiger shirt. Oh, Oh, I love that shirt. Oh, God. I just love it. But I remember that. I remember seeing that at a thrift store and being like, oh, my God, this is going to like, my popularity is like, (laughs) just look out. Yeah, this is Um, loaded. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's loaded. That's loaded. Oh, my Uh. God. Like, shut up, fool. I, oh. I love the use of fool. We'll get to Mara in a moment here too. But um, yeah, it's like I, that, oh God, that moment at, first of all, I just love that it's at like whatever Italian restaurant they chose, like oh. spot on. Spot on. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's like so perfect. And like you kind of just take over the restaurant and the whole mm-hmm. cast is there. And you're like eating mozzarella sticks and like right. being embarrassed of your parents. But that moment when Anna, like, oh, gosh, like, she's out, in the, she goes through so much in that, like, la- the last couple of episodes, too. It's yeah. was, like, drinking with that guy in the parking lot to, like, going back in and, like, having the emotional intelligence to, like, know what's going on, go to your mom and say, I'm sorry that I'm mean to you. And, like, uh, when she says, I'm sorry that dad's mean to you, I, uh, I can't. It is uh. just, it's too beautiful. It's so... <sighs> it just like rips your heart up but and then like the very end of the episode when he says um yeah i'm moving out you have to decide who you're going to live with and the way that she just like looks to her right and just like oh has to it's it's too much it breaks your heart
1: i know that acting choice of her looking away and like just yeah. holding in the tears i was like oh god anna like yeah. these these moments i mean they both I feel like Anna and Maya, like their performances this season. I just, I think because they got to do more dramatic stuff, I just was so impressed like yeah, how good they are. And I, I love that moment with her mother. I mean, you know, I think where I really, Oh yeah. Um, where I really came together, like all of a sudden loved Kathy was actually in episode four when Maura jumps in the car. And like,
0: Kathy, oh, yes, Kathy knows
1: she knows there's like I don't like there's something with this kid and I there was that one shot of like her eyes in the rearview mirror and I was like oh that's this is genius like you're the parents know you know like yes they just they've seen this shit before they've been through this like they can read that signal and I I, I love that that was never explained you know like I feel like we kind of get a sense of why Maya's mother doesn't like Mora, But Kathy is just kind of this like intuitive, like, mm, I think this girl's the problem. Like, th- I think this is the source of the problem here.
0: Yes. Oh God. I, that thrift store, like trying on the clothes oh, God. scene. It, I, oh. I It's gonna... like equal parts ridiculous and funny. And also like, yes, smack her on the butt. Like mm-hmm. they're acting crazy. And, like, they're being so mean to their mothers. And I know that every girl and, like, I guess I was, too. I don't remember ever being, like, fully really embarrassed by my mom. I've always loved my mom. Right. Um, I don't know if I went through that. But, like, it's it's a very specific, like, female dynamic between mothers and daughters at that time, too. And, gosh. And when she says like you're acting like a spoiled bitch and Kathy thanks Yuki for saying that. Oh. I just love that she's like thank you. Anna's acting the same way. And Anna says, "Oh my god, mom, mature much?" Like, <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Uh,
1: <laughs> that scene was so good. Like it was just so like the, the 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 building tension and I love that moment that like when Maya calls her mother a bitch and her mother like has <sighs> that and immediately like storms towards her and Maya just snaps right into like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. sorry." sorry. It was so accurate. The parents in Pen15 in general are always really interesting to me. And I think Mm -hmm. the mothers in particular. I think, you know, last season we got to see like obviously Heather's mother, Laura Keitlinger. Yes, Deb. And we see see Brendan's mother in that one scene. Yeah. We meet Sam's parents. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Maya and Anna's parents. And then obviously then this season we meet Maura's mother, Leanne. And, uh, Gabe's mother in that one little moment when, when Maya comes over, like, to me, I feel like there's a lot of thought about these parents and how they, how they kind of inform who these kids are. Even if you only see a little bit of the parents, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's some sense of how present the parents are, how, how kind of, how, how they discipline, like how they talk to their kids And, you know, like, for example, I think what we see of Sam's parents in season one, it's like, oh, yeah, of course, he's a good kid. He's got good parents. Like, they're good people. And I think, you know, with Anna, obviously, like, we see it even more in season two that why she has to be so responsible and why she's so mothering to Maya. And... I think Maya's father being absent so much is part of why she's so hyperactive and like desperate for attention and to be seen yeah. and all of that leading really to Maya's mother, who I think we kind of see.
0: Those, oh, she's great. Those, in this those season. bathtub
1: scenes, you know, oh, I we, loved it. Yeah. I think we really get an appreciation for like how great Maya's mother is and like just mm-hmm. how smart she is. And I, I just, I loved, I just love those scenes together. And like, it was also just so gratifying to see Maya and her mother connect as well. Like I needed that happen to to, as much as I needed Anna and her mother to connect.
0: Yes. It's like the first time like Maya's sitting at the edge of the tub and her chins on the tub like Mm -hmm. that. And she's just saying like, what's wrong? Like, I know something's wrong. She said, you, you usually talk more. Mm -hmm. And I remember that. I remember being moody and I remember like kind of sorting out all my like sexuality stuff when i was in high school and i kind of like sunk into this like depression but i didn't know what to call it because i i've never been depressed before and i and i my mom would ask me those questions and i so desperately just wanted to tell her like everything that was going on but yeah i get that like restraint or like the the impulse not to and, mm-hmm. and a great example of that is when mara's over and they're looking through maya's clothes and then she goes into the laundry room with her mom and she sits there and she's like what's wrong is it Mara? And she's like, no, like, you don't understand me at all. And just right. like freaks. And then she like looks up to the skies and um, Maya's mom like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then she goes in and just like talks shit on Mara. I was like, yeah, kick her out. Oh, I love <laughs> like, that. I
1: lo- and I love kind of like, cause like just the, the, the language barrier of her being able to say, yes. you know, because oh, Mara yeah. doesn't speak Japanese, be able to say like, it's that girl. I don't like her, you know, tell her to yes. clean it up. I, I love the use of that. I feel like. That's something that happens a lot with parents where mm-hmm. if you speak in a language other than English, like they will say things about you, you and your friends right in front of them. And I just like, I love that. Yeah. What a great gift.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a great tool. But like, but at the end, it like backfires because Mara is evil mm-hmm. and she's like, oh my God, your mom like has a crazy. Oh God, I just hated her in that moment. So oh, Mara, I, I know we talked about her already too, but like, I'm so. It's like I'm not, like the way that we, I, I love, there's like that scene in Breaking Bad, like it's like when Walt kills that guy, it's like his first kill of the entire show and the mm. guy's like chained to that pole in the basement and there's like a broken plate and he figures out that he's putting the plate together and there's one piece that's missing and he knows that the guy downstairs has it and he's like trying to kill Walt and then he realizes he has to kill him. Not the same thing at all, but like um, just like Anna realizing that it's from like teen, Beat magazine or oh, something like that. Oh, the picture of like, the friends. Oh, God. I'm so... I was so relieved when she found out. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes. Because Anna couldn't see it. It's like Maya could see it before Anna could. Um, and I'm just so yeah. glad that there were... It's like a rather unceremonious departure from Mara. But I was just like, thank God. Oh, I this know. This is over with.
1: I know. I, and I love that it got a little dark. And her mother had to like yes. restrain her. And I was like, oh, this is... Like, I, this is great. Like, I think that that's the right way to do this is to have it be, yeah. like, all of a sudden we get an adult perspective of, like, oh, no, this girl, she's got some real issues here. And, yeah. I mean, that sleepover was, you know, first of all, like, boy, is that how sleepovers go? You know, I mean, just, like, yes. the, the the delirium into the night. Um, but just the way that Mora was, like, playing all of them against each other and and mm-hmm. was just, like – you just could see the cracks. You could see how someone like that can be so charming and can win you over and buy your affections in the beginning. With ring pops. With ring pops. And then, you know, there's only so like, she's really good at like roping you in, but she's not good at keeping you
0: yeah um and even just like the subtle things like when maya realized she got her period (laughs) there's so much toilet paper oh my god um and i was just like oh maya just carry a tampon like i just want to buy her a box of tampons and just like have her put in her bag but she also didn't like anna didn't know she still didn't know up until that point that maya got her period so when she comes back in and they're all doing like cracking the eggs and letting it drip down the yolk drip down whatever and uh and and Mara just gives Anna like this extra squeeze and looks at Maya as it happened I'm like yeah. ooh you are like you know exactly what you're doing and it's so fucked up and, and yeah. Maya can't see it yet yeah. but like she she knew it like she can see it but she can't say it, like, hey, this is messed up. And, like, she's not actually as cool as we think she is, but they just go with it. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of the Anna Ishi
1: Peters episode when, like, yes. when her mother is combing Anna's hair and she's like, what's going on here? You know? And, yes. Like, I feel like Maya has those. You know, it's interesting, like, in general, Maya has these kind of bigger moments in this season. Like, she has these bigger kind of plot points and, like, conflicts and... um Is a little bit more of the focus, I think, in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, you know, who things are happening to, and it's, I'm I'm curious to see how that changes, or if that flips at all in the second half of the season, if we start to see, like, more
0: Anna-driven episodes, you know? Yeah, it does seem like she, and, like, I'm, again, we were talking maybe last week about, like, Emmy consideration. It's, like, who... Are they both going to be in a leading category? Is mm-hmm. Anna gonna be a supporting character? Because I it's like it's like really any of these episodes could be submitted for Emmys. Like I, I don't even know what like the Emmy episode is. Like last season it was either like Posh or Anna Ishi Peters. And I think yeah. Anna Ishi Peters was the one that got nominated for writing. But um there's so much to to choose from this season, which is really great. Yeah. Um, I, yeah so I'm wondering. Yeah, because
1: I could see Episode four, um three being like a standout, but also like mm-hmm. I think the play. I mean, the fact that like what I loved was during the last episode, during the play, when all of a sudden it takes on that interpretive dance. Yes, thing.
0: it was so beautiful was and beautiful. like weird, and I didn't quite understand it, but I was like, you know, I kind of love this. Yeah, everyone's working and it's like in, in harmony with each other, and it's like theater's beautiful, and it made me miss theater.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and that's what I kind of that, that's how I took it. Was like when things go well in a show like that's how it feels oh, it's just yeah. like oh every like everything's flowing the audience is getting it we're getting it like everything's working um and i just i again i thought the choice to show us this going well versus just going poorly was really smart because i was prepared when it started to kind of go off the rails at the beginning for it to be like oh my god this whole this whole night is going to be a disaster yeah. <laughs> and like i think the fact that like pen 15 doesn't wallow in their humiliation or wallow in their failure but like will have these redemptive moments um is great and and i just it is is like a a nice surprising narrative uh but i feel like that last episode was just There was so much that was explored, you know, from like the play to the parking lot to the, you know, the dynamics with the parents that I, I, uh, six and seven, I think are just like, just a beautiful arc, you know?
0: Yeah. And I, I love, I was trying to, I was thinking of like how this could have spanned out with the opposite of of like Anna being cast in the play and Mm -hmm. Maya going to tech crew, but I'm so glad it was the other way because Anna needs that. Anna needs to, like, there's so much, like, that is not going well in her life. To have control over something was just, like, I was like, damn, that's, like, a beautiful way to show that without, like, making it so overtly, like, you know, she's struggling, so she needs to control Mm -hmm. people. And, like, you see it, obviously, and it's not too hard to figure out, but I just loved that it happened to be through theater and, like, finding a new sort of, like, clan of weirdos... That um, one, including your ex boyfriend Brendan, Jesus, right? Um, Oh, I mean, the whole tech crew narrative
1: was painfully spot on, and yes, Anna's costuming the the duct tape on that god mic, on the god mic, like it was, like all of it, like taking it so seriously, acting so authoritative. I, I loved it, and I did. I really felt. I agree that like this was what Anna needed, and like where she really thrived, and I was it's like i'm i'm just i think she's obviously who i'm like keeping an eye on for the second half of the season because i just think we've seen so much happen to maya and she's kind of landed at this place of like i don't know like almost like something things have ended and i feel like for anna things are just starting you know
0: yeah it's I, i'm i'm excited now to like rewatch and kind of reimmerse myself in this too i think just like the initial shock of it really kind of sent me into like a spiral i was like no i was like upset and then like now re-watching like i'm coming around like i said and i i'm excited to discover and sort of like look at it with a fr- almost like a fresh pair of eyes to be honest like as i was mm. watching it yesterday i was like okay okay yeah and because I'm so glad too that as far as like the critical acclaim, like the reviews are in and people yeah. are loving it. And I'm, yeah. I want this show to succeed more than like any show <laughs> I've ever watched. So I'm, I'm excited to see like what happens. I hope it's like recognized and like that people can, like the people that maybe have not watched it will start to watch it and yeah. see all these these beautiful things happen. I'm trying to think of anything else that we would have missed. I did miss the janitor. I wanted to see her. Yeah,
1: Jan. I was thinking the same thing. I would have liked Ugh. to see her. Um, yeah. It but was- it's okay. Maybe she'll be back, you know? Totally, yeah. Uh, and of course, we have no idea. No, because I think we have talked about, like, it seemed like there might be, like, like an hour special, and then, like, the rest of the, uh, the season. Like, I don't really know yeah. the cadence of the rest of season
0: two, but... Yeah, especially since... Covid's happening. I don't know what they have in the can and what, how they're going from here. But that's what I had read. Some sort of special, and the last. I really feel like there was such momentum at the end of se- mm-hmm. episode seven too. I was like, damn, I, I want more like right now because I things know. are really heating up. Like when Sam comes out, uh and ugh, I just wanted, as much as I felt for Gabe, I just wanted like Sam to come out and kiss Maya just to like show her, mm-hmm. like you know it's not you it's it's really not you and like yeah. there are boys that are going to like you and like really be interested in you and it's not because you're yeah i wish there was more of that figuring out that sort of plot line the fly miami bro 22 and like mm-hmm. but i get he had his own trajectory of like playing with the cool kids and yeah. for a little bit too so there's that's and i oh, feel sam. like
1: the yeah i know oh, sam such a good kid i i yeah. i felt the same way like we had such emotional cliffhangers, but then I also think like, well, that's. I mean, yeah, like you have to do that. Like, there's more episodes, and like this is also how it is. Is like you, you sit with those feelings that you know if somebody doesn't like you or you get rejected or broken up with, there isn't that immediate resolution or immediate yeah. kind of validation. Like you just have to sit with and, and deal with those feelings. And yeah, um, I again, like I just I appreciate that the the narrative of the show, like recognizes that that like sometimes it just sucks to be 13 yeah
0: and he said yeah you have to sit in the mud for a while and or just like in the trenches i did love that there was a in ace ventura um yeah yeah the rhino scene in ace ventura was my childhood i watched that scene like so many times i thought it was the funniest i still think it's the funniest shit ever like i the physical comedy of Jim Carrey and then watching Maya do it. I was like, yes. yes yeah. Yes, I feel yes, like yes. I'm
1: aware of it, but I don't think I've ever seen it because I was you know, too busy watching, you know, the Poseidon adventure.
0: Sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some
1: sort of, you know, the, the, the canon of early Meryl Streep, you know? Um, yes. But uh, I, I appreciate the through line. It. Yeah. Um, yes. Well, <sighs> uh, at some point we'll get to talk more about pen 15, I guess next year. Um Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I'm i excited to see where this goes. I mm-hmm. feel like there's a whole bunch of things we could have obviously like still like dug or dug into. Is that the right word? Sure. Like, that's right. Tense yeah. talked about, we'll yeah. say. Um but uh yeah, I'm excited to keep continue to rewatch and see how my opinion or feelings change uh yeah. as I as I do that. Yeah. Well, there's always room, you know, it,
1: as we, as we in the past have made room to just extend queening out on Julie Klausner, we can yes. create space to be like, oh, I have new thoughts on Pen15 this
0: week. Yeah. Pen15 check-ins. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yes. 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 Um, yes. Well, great. Well, well, all that being
1: said, then I think in terms of segments, we only have one more this week. Yeah. Uh, which of course is our BSA of the week, uh, which uh, is a an actor, or a performance, or a food, or a song, or a thing, or anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting
0: actress in our lives. Yes. Um,
1: so you and those eggplant parm sandwiches. Oh, what have you got? Parm. <laughs> There's
0: surprisingly, we got them from a place called Mi Empanada. So they obviously specialize in empanadas, but there was this other restaurant in like my neighborhood that jamie found where they had this like incredible eggplant parm and they sell out like immediately like you have to order it like the day they announce them which is crazy so we were we were planning on getting them like a random friday night a couple weeks back and they were sold out which is nuts um but we found them she was like on the hunt and she found them at me empanada and she brought them and they were delicious. Are you an eggplant fan? Do you like eggplant? You know, I don't think I am, but I also feel like it's one of those things where I
1: may have just not had like a really good eggplant parm sandwich yeah. or eggplant parm no, situation.
0: I so I'm open to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a thinner, because sometimes it does like, I, I don't know, sometimes like uh, zucchini and eggplant can get a little like mush. Yes. It's like, what am I eating? It's like, as soon as I start thinking about it, I'm like, ooh, I don't like this anymore. But... I, now I love all forms of eggplant. Like, I, I, I've i come around. But this mm-hmm. was, like, a thin, deep-fried sort of situation. And okay. they were just layers and, and like, mozzarella cheese and, oh, marinara. It was beautiful. And the bread was, like, chewy but crispy. It was... It was a great highlight of the night for us. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well okay. So well, that is my Yeah. That's my in, runner up. Yeah, yes. Next yes, time yes, I'm in yes,
1: Pittsburgh, yes. maybe we'll have
0: some eggplant ponds. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, it was delish. But my BSA of the week, and we just watched this last night, and I, I I was Keon was like, How did you hear about this? And I can't remember if it was on Instagram or some other thing that popped up on my phone, but it is on HBO Max and it is called The Great Pottery Throwdown. Have you oh heard of this?
1: no, I have not.
0: Oh, Colin, you are going to love it. It is it, it is in the vein of the Great British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Just picture the Great British Bake Off but with pottery. Oh my god, it is so lovely and just like a welcome change of pace from like what we've been watching in our like, you know, nightly wind down. Mm-hmm. Every episode is an hour the women are just so perfect there's a there's a woman named Elaine that I am in love with she's just like a mom and she's like she's really good i hope she goes far <laughs> but it's just great it's like they they had to like you know it, I'm assuming you've dived into the great uh, British bake-off before. Yes, of course. Yes, okay.
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and it's it's the same setup. It's like they have like three sort of challenges. One's like a mini sort of challenge in the middle, and then they get judged. And there's so many things that can go wrong with pottery too. Um, and Keon has um, thrown pottery is what it's called mm-hmm. when you throw. Um, he's done it before, so he was really excited about like uh, just kind of watching it. But it is absolutely lovely there are three seasons we started on season two just randomly i picked season two because they're all sort of individual things um so i am just loving it i can't wait to watch another episode it is perfectly lovely and a nice calming way to just chill out that sounds watch great something. yeah and everyone's so encouraging and like there's tears and hugs and everyone's oh. so lovely well, yeah great. so that is my bsa of the week yes all right. Uh, How about you? Well, obviously, as as mentioned
1: at the top of the episode, I mean, best supporting mention, Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I always think about, like, what, is, like, there's, I mean, not to spend too long on Taco Bell, but I feel like my quick thoughts are that one of the things that I think is most enjoyable is, like, the unwrapping of that waxy paper around yes, whatever like individual yes. items you have it's like a gift like yeah. a present yeah it's like the way that fries taste better in a basket you know like this yeah. just like there's just something about it and um and so i you know like the 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 journey of a crunch wrap supreme the like the, yes. the, I don't know, that fried tortilla thing for like the chalupa or whatever. It's just, it's, there's, there's just so many textures and flavors and it's so much better than I expect it to be whenever I get it. And <laughs> I, I don't eat Taco Bell often, but like, yeah. I just, you know, I needed to, and it was great. So yes. that is, you know supporting you know watch out eggplant parms because i've got a crunchwrap <laughs> supreme um yes yes but i think i'm gonna give my bsa of the week i mean in some ways pen 15 is really my bsa of the sure week, certainly um and in some ways dan levy at the at the emmys is my bsa of the week yes but i am going to and i texted you about this but i'm gonna give it to miss olivia coleman <sighs> which feels good yeah um, I, for two things. One, I read this interview. I can't remember what magazine or news what website, but it was an interview with Catherine Hahn, and she was Ooh. talking about discovering church during all of this lockdown and <laughs> just being obsessed with it. Oh, my gosh. And just queening out about it and how good Olivia is and David Tennant and just how amazing the show is. And I was just like, ah, I love this. I love this appreciation. Um, yes. And... And then, of course, I was preparing for this episode and watching, you know, accepting speeches last night. And that got me into the rabbit hole of acceptance speeches. And, oh, there is Olivia in the thumbnail in her little green dress sitting there. You know, and I was like, well, I mean, I could watch this. And it's, you know, it is such a – obviously, this is her winning the Oscar for the Queen. Or the favorite, excuse me, the favorite. Mm -hmm. um, As the Queen. Um, It is such a beautiful speech. It's so funny it's such. I text you. It's such a great lip sync. The the Glenn yeah. moment. Glenn is so lovely in all of it. Just like you know. I hate when people use the word "oh gracious," but she's so gracious. Yeah. Um, there's that great moment where Olivia's like thanks her parents. Then she kind of gets choked up and she goes, "Well, you know. Well, you know. You know." Like yes. I just can't even say it. The the the, the little raspberry moment. Uh, Ugh. And then at the end of her speech, the last thing she says is she looks in the audience and goes, "Lady Gaga," and like that's the end <laughs> of her speech, and it's so funny and just so great. And I, I, um, I, I think it's easy to make fun of her and and make fun of the moment, but I, I don't, I don't think it was fake. I don't think it was. A performance. I think it, it feels very genuine and beautiful and, and there's that great moment where she you know thanks her husband and she goes, Oh, he's gonna cry. And he does this just great, like, mm, no, I'm not gonna cry. Like really funny reaction. Yes. That like I was like, Oh, you guys are talking about a couple of geese. Um, the Coleman's. Yes. Oh uh, god,
0: can you imagine like having dinner with the Coleman? Oh my god. Can make that happen? Can,
1: yeah, how can I make that happen? <laughs> and so it was just, like, such a pure moment of joy, and I, you know, obviously this year, but always, like, you know, appreciate just those moments of, like, oh, yeah, life is good, you know? Olivia yeah. Coleman won this Oscar and gave us this speech. It's a great moment. Yes, yeah. uh, I was thinking
0: about Broadchurch in the shower yesterday. <laughs> As one does. As you yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, wow, what perfect television that was, especially season 1. And season 2 also has its like ups and downs, but we get like the, you know, the the courtroom freak out, mm-hmm. you know, like outside of the courtroom freak out mm-hmm. with her and there's so many great things that happen in that season. Um it's incredible. If you haven't watched Broadchurch, please do. Oh my god, it's
1: it's such good TV. Yeah, the first season is is just Phenomenal. electric it's crazy uh, yeah
0: it really is like unbelievable mm-hmm. television and the performances
1: oh uh. oh and what what you get from olivia in that last episode oh uh, yes. it's it just it is it like i i had been my friend had told me like oh just wait till the last episode you're gonna get some real acting and i just
0: was not prepared for yeah we weren't
1: no it just, it's just such a gift so olivia coleman
0: yeah. this buds for you yeah. yeah somewhere dublin zoetrope is shaking his fist i know
1: us. <laughs> i know i could feel it the whole time but i just i don't care um, i don't care yeah so uh it's so that's that yeah um well that being said i mean we're getting played off yeah we're we getting are. played off yeah we are that happens um yes <laughs> well where can folks find more of you
0: uh, they can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Nick Kuchanov. Ooh. Still working on some more lip syncs. Ooh. It's a new week. We'll see what happens. October's coming. Some Halloween-themed ones mm. would be fun. Um, and I've got, I've got a list for sure. A list yeah. of a whole bunch of things. So I'm excited for that. Um, how about
1: you, Colin? Well, you could find me on my other podcasts in the details, a celebration of nuance, which I am so remiss to get back to. It's just, you know, my life has been in transition and, yeah. and you know, I'll get there. Um, but all those back episodes are evergreen. So feel free to discover. Um, and of course you can find me on all right, Mary, and we're, we're covering drag race, Holland now, our, fourth season of drag race in this season uh, this year so i'm that's it's a lot it's a lot of drag it's a lot of drag um but it's great you know uh and of course you can find me on twitter at colin drucker and instagram at colin drucker underscore and you can find both of us in a best supporting capacity on
0: twitter at BSA Pod, and you can also email us at thebsapod at gmail.com yes well uh,
1: of course a congratulations to Shitsqueak and Shitsqueak. Dan Webby and Annie Murphy <laughs> Catherine O'Hara Catherine Hewa and Hewa. Eugene Weavey yes <laughs> beautiful um, and a thank you to Pen15 season 2 for... oh yes
0: those two gals yeah. Oh, yeah how dare you make such beautiful television and yeah. leave us hanging for another few months I yeah. know yeah I want it now I want we'll it now And that, as
1: they say, is that.